Welcome to the Kona Edge, where you'll discover what the best triathletes in the world do to give them the edge. Happy Friday it is here on the Kona Edge. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Brad Brown. As always, it's a pleasure to have you on board once again. We're going to be chatting some biking and we head back to Melbourne in Australia to touch base with Rob Hill to find out uh, some of the things he's done over time to to get better on the bike. But before we do that, just to let you know that uh, today's podcast is brought to you by the Wahoo Kicker. If you're in the market for an indoor trainer, you cannot go wrong with uh, a kicker. To find out more about them and what they do, all you need to do is head over to thekonaedge.com forward slash indoor, as in indoor trainer. That's I-N-D-O-O-R. That's thekonaedge.com forward slash indoor. You can check out the incredible range uh, of trainers. They've also uh, got a whole lot more as well, so go check that out. That's thekonaedge.com forward slash indoor. It's time for today's Coach's Corner. If you're an athlete looking for a coach, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, we've got access to some of the best triathlon and Ironman coaches around. If you'd like to find out more, uh, hook up with one of our coaches, whether you need help with a swim, bike, run, or nutrition, all you have to do is head over to thekonaedge.com forward slash coaching. You can get all the details there. Check out all the coaches that uh, we've got access to. And don't forget, too, if you are a coach and you would like to get access to uh, the podcast and get uh, a bit of a plug on the podcast, all you have to do is head over to that same URL, okay? It's thekonaedge.com forward slash coaching. Uh, scroll down to the bottom of the page and you can get all the details there. So that's thekonaedge.com forward slash coaching. Let's chat some biking. We head back to Melbourne now to touch base with Rob Hill. Rob, welcome onto the Kona Edge once again. Melbourne, great place to ride your bike. There's uh, a couple of really great rides around there, aren't there? Yeah, thanks, Brad. Thanks for having me back. And um, Melbourne, it's a fantastic uh, biking city. It really is. And, you know, it's a big city. It's over 3 million people. And the traffic every year seems to be getting worse. Um, but, yeah, it, all the same, it's... Um, it's just a, a great hub for cyclists, for triathletes, and um, we're very lucky to have the roads that we have and the, the training grounds, whether you want hills or you want flat or whatever you want. You can ride in any direction pretty much from Melbourne and, and you've got uh, new terrain to, to ride through. Absolutely. For you personally, your favourite uh, things to do on the bike, what do you just love doing? <laughs> I love... Uh, I love going out with the friends and uh, on my TT bike and sitting on the front and then just winding the pace up uh, on the, the trip back and, uh, yeah, just just seeing how people uh, uh, are coping with that. So, yeah, I, I like uh, I like dictating the pace on the front and, um, yeah, a nice long ride and back into a headwind and, yeah, that uh, that's my idea of heaven, Brett. You sound like a bit of a masochist, Rob. <laughs> bit of a masochist and a bit of a sadist as well by the sound of that. Uh, yeah but look i i also love a a ride up in the hills we've uh we've got hills of, to the north of melbourne and and to the east of melbourne and, and a few to the west of melbourne and uh yeah just to get out in the the long climbs you know the sort of you know eight to ten kilometer climbs and um yeah the fast descents yeah i i, I sort of find the more years I spend in the sport, you know, it, it's it's quite a simple sport and it is all about, you know, the fittest and the strongest will do the best on race day. But 
the technical side of it, whether it's a swimming technique or you know, biking, there's so much that is technique uh, critical, which a lot of triathletes and, and cyclists might not be aware of. But, you know, just working on that pedal stroke and, and, and things like your descending skills and that, I, I love that side of things. Talk to me a little bit about that, the, the technique side of it when it comes to cycling. Because a lot of people, as you say, just get out there and they think they need to bomb the miles. But uh, there is, yeah. there is, there is a, a sort of nuance to it. Tell, tell me about some of your, your experience and, and some of the things you've done to, from a technique perspective to get better over time. Sure, Brad. Look, I, I think, first of all, um, cycling has been called a blue-collar sport in that you, know, you do the work, you put in the hours, you'll get better. And, and that is true, like... Out of all the, the three sports in triathlon, if you're just going to throw volume at it, I think cycling will give you the best return. But in saying that, there are some things that will add to that volume and you know improve your bike splits even more. Uh, and I think that, uh, yeah, learning how to, to ride with good power at different cadences is a key thing. You know, a lot of people are just grinders and they – they get uncomfortable if they go up into the 80 cadence when they're pedaling. Um, and other people might be, you know, over spinning and, you know, that they're, they're not able to put enough power through because they're trying to keep too high cadence for their um, ability to, you know, pedal at that cadence with good technique and good power. So I think that, you know, mix it up and, and do some sessions with some, real strength sort of cadence work, like around a 60 cadence and pushing a big gear. And that'll, you know, especially when you're on your triathlon bike and you're down on the aero bars and you, you throw in some 15-minute intervals of, of the big gear work and, you know, it's strengthening all of those muscles that on race day in that position you want those muscles to be strong and you want the, um, you know, to have good uh, power at race intensity so stuff like that is, is very important. And, and then throw in the high cadence stuff too because, you know, I, I was hearing recently about the importance of um, being able to ride at a fairly high cadence because it can be glycogen sparing. And, you know, Ironman of all the race distances, you know, being able to spare a bit of glycogen while you're racing is critical because you want to go fast. But if you're just, you know, chewing through your glycogen reserves – you can only stomach so many bars and gels and sports drink during the race, and then that becomes a limiting factor. So, so the high cadence is important. So you can then use an appropriate cadence during the race, which isn't going to be too much of a, a drain on your glycogen reserves, um, but at the same time is not just going to tire your, your um, cycling muscles out in your legs because you're just pushing too big a gear. So it's finding that balance. You mentioned in our first chat uh, about power, and you, you obviously use a power meter, but you, you said uh, people need to, to not, not sort of jump straight into it. T tell them, dig, dig a little bit more into that for me, if you wouldn't mind, and, and, and you're thinking about maybe not getting a power meter straight out. Uh, is it a case of you need some, some time, time in your legs and, and, and miles in your legs before you, you, you sort of really start knuckling down on, on the, the nitty-gritty sort of stuff like power? Uh, yeah, Brad, like, I think... Um Look, if power meters, you know, they keep coming down in price, and if, if they come down to a few hundred dollars, I'd say to anyone, get, get one straight up because I, I think there's, you know, it's all upside 
understanding how to use a power meter with the training and that. But given the expense and also that, you know, people do have that danger of um, of getting carried away with the, the gadgets and the analysis of the, the data and stuff like that, that that's not really what the sport's about. And um, I think that, yeah, that all of those tools can assist you, but at the end of the day, there is a sort of a beauty and a simplicity of the sport and of competition, which we don't want to lose sight of. And my concern is that, uh, yeah, the focusing on all the data and, and, and assessing and analyzing every session we do and putting it in training peaks or whatever you use and, and that, yeah, we just got to be careful. We don't lose sight of, you know, why we do the sport and, and there is that, um, yeah, there's that beauty of the sport that's in the simplicity of going head to head against other competitors, and yeah, you know, so yeah, I don't want to get too spiritual about it, but I think yeah, you know, the problem with the sport is that we can get we can lose sight of what's important. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a very important point, and we can I think leave it at that. We'll chat about your run next time out, Rob. As always, great to catch up. Thanks for your time today. Thank you, Brad. Been a pleasure. This episode of The Cone Edge is brought to you by the Wahoo Kicker. Whether you're looking for the accuracy and control of a direct drive bike trainer or the flexibility and convenience of a wheel-on solution, Kicker and Kicker Snap are two distinct indoor training solutions. Kicker Indoor Trainer's large flywheel uses new algorithms to improve responsiveness and better replicate the sensation of riding on the road. So whether free riding or using online platforms like Zwift and Trainerroad, you'll have the same experience you feel on your favorite outdoor rides. To check out their phenomenal range, head over to thekonaedge.com forward slash indoor. That's thekonaedge.com forward slash indoor. Thank you so much for listening to us here on the Cone Edge. Much appreciated. And uh, before we let you go, uh, a quick iTunes review. Keep them coming. And this one coming to us from Dax68 saying, Brilliant podcast, really informative and motivating podcast. Can't wait to race again. Dax, thank you so much for uh, your review. It is hugely appreciated. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to, to seeing how you progress and hopefully one day get you on the Cone Edge once you've raced on the Big Island. So until next time, from myself, Brad Brown, it's cheers. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Cone Edge. Don't forget to connect with us on social media. Simply search for the Kona Edge.